0: Welcome to Noble Bereans, I'm your host, Steve Sanders. The book of Ruth is a fascinating book of the Bible from the Old Testament that contains many facets worth exploring. Over the next several weeks, we're gonna do just that. Today though, we're gonna start out by spending a bit of time setting the stage for the rest of the story with some interesting points that need to be understood before we get into the rest of the book. We're going to begin reading in Ruth 1, verse 1, and all the reading today will be from the net version. During the time of the judges, there was a famine in the land of Judah. So a man from Bethlehem in Judah went to live as a resident foreigner in the region of Moab, along with his wife and two sons. Now the man's name was Elimelech. His wife was Naomi, and his two sons were Malon and Kilion. They were of the clan of Ephrath from Bethlehem in Judah. They entered the region of Moab and settled there. Sometime later, Naomi's husband, Elimelech, died, so she and her two sons were left alone. So her sons married Moabite women. One was named Orpah and the other Ruth, and they continued to live there about ten years then naomi's two sons malon and kilion also died so the woman was left all alone bereaved of her two children as well as her husband so she decided to return home from the region of moab accompanied by her daughters-in-law because while she was living in moab she had heard that the lord had shown concern for his people reversing the famine by providing abundant crops Now, there are several interesting points that are worth exploring in this text before we go further. First off, though, I think we'll start with the names, as God often gives us clues to the texts that we read through the names in the text. So Elimelech in Hebrew means my God is king, and Naomi means either my pleasant one or my lovely one. Melon is a word that's derived from melah, which means to be weak or to be sick. Kilion is derived from kala, which means to be frail. Orpah is from the word orif, which means the back of the neck. And Ruth is from the word reut, meaning friendship. So each of these names are really curious as you read through the story and see the roles that Uh, that happened to each of the characters in the story. So Elimelech decides to leave Israel due to this famine, and he takes his family to Moab. Now the Moabites and the Israelites were from a common ancestor, and they would have had a lot in common with one another, including their language. They would have spoken a different dialect, but they would have been uh, very similar in a lot of ways. The Moabites were descendants of Moab, who was the son of Lot and his oldest virgin daughter who slept with him after getting him drunk in order to provide him a descendant. Abraham, Lot's uncle, was the grandfather of Jacob who was later named Israel, and that's the father of the Israelites. Despite the close genetic relations between these two groups, they weren't on the best of terms. In fact, if we go to Deuteronomy chapter 23, beginning with verse 3, we see the Lord's pretty stern instructions regarding the Moabites. An Ammonite or Moabite may not enter the assembly of the Lord to the 10th generation. None of their descendants shall ever do so. For they did not meet you with food and water on the ways you came from Egypt, and furthermore, they hired Balaam, son of Beor, of Pethor, in Aram uh, Naharaim, to curse you. Due to this, any self-respecting Israelite would not have married a Moabite. But it's probably not quite so cut and dry. In fact, it's likely that this prohibition only applied to male Moabites because of their role in not being helpful to the Israelites as they left Egypt. And it likely meant that as long as a Moabite woman became a worshiper of the God of the Israelites, an Israelite man could marry her. Now, as we close out this first section of Ruth, it's important to realize that Naomi is suffering from a lot of anguish at this point. In a matter of just 10 years, she's lost her husband and both of her children. And by their names, they were probably frail their whole life. So she's now a widow, someone that's dealt with a lot of challenges in her life. And she has no descendants and no real opportunity for anything beyond poverty. And that's where we're going to pick the story up next week. Remember, if you like what you're hearing do me a favor and let others know by rating this show on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. We're now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. You can also listen on our website if you prefer. If you haven't joined our Facebook page, you'll find a link to that in the show notes. Finally, be sure to join us back here again next week for our next episode as we dig more into Ruth. Until next time, love like him, live for him, and reflect his light into this world.